Does life ever feel unreal to you? Do you sometimes think you might be living in the matrix? And can you even know? Well, you're in luck because today's episode, we're going to be talking about are we living in the matrix? This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. What's going on, Danny? What's up, Randy? You know, recently, sometimes I have been thinking, is life even real? Like, what the heck is going on? You ever have those thoughts? Yeah, all the time. You know, it's weird, too, because, like, you know, we in, we interpret our experience is interpreted, right? So it's like what we experience isn't even an accurate representation of what the world really is. A prime example of that is, like, you can't find your keys. You look at the table. There's no keys. You turn around. You look back at the table. There's your keys. Because you're, I think I, it was uh, when I was getting back into photography, I was watching some stuff on it. And like, I think it's 50 to 70% of our, what we visually perceive is interpreted by our brain and filled in for speed. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's why we, you know, when we can't see things that are clearly there, that's what's happening. Your brain's just filling it in. You're not even really seeing it. And so for photographers, they tell you like when you're starting out again, like stop and force yourself to see what's in front of you. Like, because otherwise, you know, you'll take a picture and it won't look like what you thought it was because you weren't, that wasn't really what you were seeing, you know? So it's like, mm -hmm. just that alone makes it really hard, <laughs> you know, to know. Because it's mm -hmm. like, this is all interpreted that way. So it's, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I agree how it's basically, we are just looking at our own nervous system, like how our own nervous system functions. <laughs> yeah. And my nervous system recently has just been saying, like, you know, am I just in the Sims? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> Is this just, did somebody just program this and I am some little Sim that thinks that I'm a human? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that have pointed out to you that, like, you know, I don't know if you remember, like, Virtual Boy, like, going back in the past, the old one that was, like, red lines. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Yes. Well, virtual, if you look at video games, for instance, and virtual reality has progressed so far in such a short amount of time. And some people point to that as evidence that we could be in the matrix, meaning that, like, you know, we really could have progressed way further than that. And this is just a simulation. And, you know, that, you know, that is kind of good evidence for it. There's also, I mean, the fact that like, how do we know if we were? That's the other difficulty. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I've seen I've seen articles about people using AI to create like Twitter accounts or other accounts that are making upwards of ten thousand dollars a month just from like followers and stuff like that. And it's just like, well, if they can do that, how do I know that anything else is real or anyone else is real or any who knows? Yeah, with AI now, dude, right? Like I I was reading an article similar to that, which was an influencer on Instagram that a company created that's an AI. You know, mm -hmm. it's totally not a person. It's making tons of money, and it's like. Yeah. How do we know if we don't even know what's real with what we're interacting with? How do we know it's real generally? And I mean, if you mm -hmm. think about it, we do interact with the digital world all the time. We're on people are on screens constantly. So it's like we're already so used to interacting with it that we don't even notice that it's not a person. Yeah. Am I being Truman showed? Is everybody else in on it except for me? <laughs> yeah. 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 Too much a trip too. That takes a lot of people doing a lot of effort. You know, uh -huh. to trick one person, whereas like the matrix tricks everybody. But you yeah. know, it's funny. There's this. Uh, there was a thought experiment. It's called. He was a the no, Robert no, Nozick or whatever. But it was like the experience machine, and the idea was like, you know, imagine if you could get plugged into an experience machine, and you could like basically program it to give you any kind of experience, a regular life, whatever. 
like or it could be like your wildest dreams like you could be a spy you could be adventure whatever like and if there was no discernible difference between that and real life what is the reason to choose one over the other and mm. and you know this is the hard thing like yeah i mean would you know and what would you choose that reminds me of uh, this Alan Watts thing that I once listened to about him saying how we're all gods. Because he's like, okay, imagine you're a god and you can do anything that you want and you live forever. So you would basically essentially do everything. And then after a time, you would run out of stuff to do and you would just kind of get bored. And so then you'd be like, well, you know, maybe it would be interesting if I couldn't control everything. And if I didn't know everything yeah. and if I didn't live forever. And it's like, boom, there we are, humans. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. you know what's really funny about that do you ever look at like if you look at ancient texts like oh, the bible is a good example actually um mm -hmm. but it's not just the Bible. a lot of ancient texts you see like people's ages are really weird like you know they'll they'll say like they were 700 years old or 300 mm -hmm. years old you look at some of the old like egyptian dynasties they seem to have lasted very long or weird yeah. and it's interesting that that's like i always wondered if that was like yeah, what the hell was the reasoning for that? Yeah, I I think about that too. I'm like, were they really bad at counting? Was the time of the year different? You know, like, <laughs> were they talking about like days? <laughs> did they just guess? <laughs> like, he looks really old. He's got to be like, I don't know, 700 something. <laughs> He's got a big beard. That must be like 900 years old. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's let's talk about opinion here. Okay. In your opinion, do you think we're in some type of matrix construct? You I mean, want I was... to go first. Yeah, go ahead. You go first. Sure. All right. I think it's quite plausible. And <laughs> it, it's it's interesting. So I read uh I read Elon Musk's biography, and I also read some books by Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert. Both of them are strong proponents. That we live in some type of simulation. Oh, I know Elon and, Musk is definitely a huge proponent of that. Yeah. Yeah. And Scott Adams, his whole thing for it is like, if you don't believe it, I mean, take a look at Elon Musk and myself. We're both doing pretty well for ourselves. And we think we're living in a in a, uh, <laughs> in a simulation. In a simulation. So, so, yeah. So I think I think there's a pretty strong uh it's plausible. Cause what you were mentioning earlier, we're like things have come along so far. Like for instance, just messing around with images on ChatGPT. Like, how insane is that, that it can just create this image out of practically nothing that looks yeah. pretty darn realistic? And like, eh, huh. well, what about like, um, look, you know, like video games, you know, now with the new graphics mm -hmm. cards, they increase frame rate by artificially generating frames using AI. I mean, rapidly to generate frames to add in to make it faster frame rate. Like, that's incredible when you think about it. And it's done seamlessly, you know, or like, you know, I mean, much of what we interact with digitally uses some mechanism to artificially improve things like cameras do that. Digital cameras do that. Right. Where when they they use algorithms that artificially improve image quality or decide which pixels should be what represent, you know, colors and stuff. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, there's there is a technology we've progressed so fast that like it wouldn't surprise me that we could end up there at some point and so if we could end up there at some point we could also be there now right so it is mm -hmm. plausible yeah mm -hmm. very plausible it's crazy I remember, when you think about it <laughs> yeah when i was when i was young uh probably 
under seven or something like that. My grandfather, he was the smartest guy that I knew at the time. He was like a, a chemist and really smart. But I asked him, I was like, can you prove that you're not a figment of my imagination? And I thought he was going to be like, yeah, of course. But he was like, no, nah, I can't. And it bl- it blew my mind because I was like, wait, he's the smartest guy and he can't prove I'm not just imagining him. What is going on? Well, how could you, though? Right. I mean, what proof could you really offer? Because if you really were imagining it, you know, it's like, how can you break that spell? I mean, you don't yeah. know for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing to say to a child, too. Yeah, it's better than smacking them upside the head and be like, I don't know. Can you feel that? <laughs> can you feel that? <laughs> Did you just imagine that? <laughs> Who is it? You know, it is. It is very. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because like what is experience too? And I think that's the other problem is like science has shown us, you know, we've learned more and more that our experiences are just chemical and electrical impulses. You know, I mean, that's all they are. In fact, I read a study. Uh, this was a while ago. So I don't remember the study, what it was called, but where they were able to essentially give experiences to mice. So they were able to, I forget how they did it, but they were able to use electrodes and basically mice that wouldn't have gone through this um, maze already were able to complete it on the first try because they were able to give that information to them from another mouse. Damn. So yeah, if our experiences can be reduced to electrical impulses, neurons firing, chemical reactions, stuff like that, I mean, we could theoretically give experiences to someone that are indistinguishable from reality or from our experience of reality, because it's all gets reduced to those chemical processes, this electrical impulse, you know, it's like, Mm. yeah. And, oh, and here's another interesting thing. Does it even matter if we're living in a matrix? That's the other important question, which is, does it matter? You know, like if you watch the matrix, this is one thing I always found funny. If you watch the matrix and you look at the real world that he sees, pull that, it's like, why would you want to leave Matrix? <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. There was that. There was the dude who was made out to be an evil guy who he's like, whatever it is, just get me a steak. I'll, I'll yeah. rattle Neo. Just get me a steak and a cigar. Or, I don't know. Whatever it was. Whatever it was. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Why would you want to leave that? Do you want to go live underground and <laughs> whatever? Like, yeah. Uh, but that's a question. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if there's no discernible difference, one, can you know? And two, what is the reason to value one over the other? You know, and I think this gets to the fundamental question of like experience. Like we, a lot of us, I think, have this impulse to say that like, well, no, the real thing has to be more valuable simply because it's real. But there's no reason that that has to be the case. That's a that's an assumption we make because of a preference for, you know, what we think to be like truth, knowing what we're doing you know, free will, all that crap. But like the reality is like, there's no, if you didn't know, there'd be no way to know anyway. And then therefore the value is equal or equivalent. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes I wonder if this whole like living in a matrix thing is kind of similar to what a lot of like the, the Eastern thinkers talk about how we're like living in a dream, how we just spend so much time lost in thought, like thinking about the future and the past that we're completely missed out on the present. And, uh, you know, you gotta move that... that. Yeah, you're in the veil, right? The veil mm-hmm. of it, you know, the veil of, uh, over your eyes, basically clouding it. And then, you know, for like the Buddhist, Nirvana is just removing that veil. It's seeing reality for what it is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's true yeah. too. If you think of it that way, I think that's a good point. Like we're, you know, in some sense, it is matrix-like because we're not even present. We're not even in the present. 
how often has that happened to you? That has to be so much, dude, where like, <laughs> you know, you like you snap back to reality after being in the future or past for a moment. And like, it is weird. There's a weird jarring moment of like, oh, God, like I wasn't even paying attention to what I was doing, like at all. Mm-hmm. Or dude, just yeah. what do they call that? The road hypnosis or whatever it's called, where you're just oh, drive, right. you drive home for like two hours and <laughs> then you get home and you're like, whoa, where the hell did I get I? here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, they call it what is that? It's like hypnot yeah. Highway hypnosis. Hidden. Yeah, highway hypnosis. It, it sounds yeah. like that, yeah. No, I've had that happen a lot too, especially when I used to commute a lot. I would get in the car and next thing I know I'd be pulling into the parking lot. I'd be like, uh, I don't remember the trip at all. Like which mm-hmm. is crazy, but yeah, you just space mm-hmm. out. It's amazing that we're able to function. Like driving yeah. vehicles and doing all the stuff that we need to do. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, when you think mm-hmm. about that though, that's like a great example where like, dude, like I mean, you're not even present. You're matrixing yourself out of that ride, basically. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, they talk about how there's the the subconscious and the conscious. And it's like, it's really incredible that there's all this stuff that we can basically just do on autopilot. And then I sometimes wonder what it's like for animals and stuff that aren't conscious. I mean, who, like, who can even tell? Because for the longest time, we just like brutally inflicted pain on other humans because we're like, they can't, I can't feel that they feel yeah. it. So they must not feel it. And then we did the same like, thing to animals because we were like, they're like little robots. They're machines. Know, right? They don't count. They're subhuman. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, it's, it's just that uh, I sometimes think about that, like what it must be like to just on an instinctual level, like reflexes, whatever. As opposed to consciously doing stuff. Like being in the moment at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Could be nice. Could be. Yeah. You oh. probably get over stuff a lot quicker. Yeah. It might yeah, suck probably... more in the moment, but you probably get over it a lot quicker. Let things go. Yeah. 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 It is funny. It's like, you know, we are interesting creatures. Consciousness is funny because it is funny how we like all like we we say we want to know the truth. We want to know what's really happening. But yet at the same time, if you look at how most of us act, we don't. Because we're constantly lying to ourselves. We're constantly pretending things are the case. We're constantly denying stuff. Like, there's nothing in our actions that suggests that's what we really want. Or that we should value that more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so... If we were to develop a experiment to see if we were in the Matrix... <laughs> yeah. I have no idea I how to do that. Yeah, I think like what you said, it doesn't even matter. Because like even if we are or if we aren't, our experience here is still going to end eventually. And so what can you do other than just try and enjoy it? Yeah, and what can you do except live your best life, you know? Well, it's funny. It's kind of like, you know, it's this will maybe be a little weird, but like, you know, we don't control where we're born, when we're born, you know, to whom we're born. None of that, right? So we and for the first few years of our lives, we're not even conscious, really. So it's like we just come into existence consciously, you know, in a place, in a time, you know, in certain circumstances that we have no control over. You know, that's like really that in and of itself is no different than just being in a matrix kind of in a sense. Right. We're like, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of yeah. the day. I agree. Agreed. And and also I find it really interesting how for a long time people thought that you just reincarnate. You just keep on 
going over and over and over again. And then all of a sudden now people think, oh, this is it. You just have one time and that's it. You got to, yeah. you know. Well, we didn't because we don't know. And you know, what's funny, like with science, like they're like, well, science, science shows this and that. It's like, well, but science is constantly not knowing things. And the more we learn, the more we realize we don't know. And the more mystery there is and the more questions there are. So it's like there's so much room for stuff that we just don't know about. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. look how crazy the universe is. There's so much stuff we don't understand about the universe. And like even the James Webb telescope, like, yes, it's given us a new insights into stuff. It did, you know, but like it, we don't know that much about how things work. We don't know how reality works that well. We only have a basic idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's just it's kind of naive to think that science proves stuff because really science can only disprove stuff. You know, it's yeah. all a theory and then you can disprove a theory, but you can't prove 100 percent of the time that it's true because it might not you might not have just tested whatever variable would disprove it yeah and you constantly are building on what was there right so like you know i mean we've already seen like look in the past like newtonian physics einstein those were huge shifts right that totally totally like took us away from one way of doing things to a different way so it's yeah it's all interpretation too that's the crazy and, part and science is done by humans who are inherently uh problematic corrupt, <laughs> corrupt. <laughs> Like I think I got such a kick out of it when like some super large number of scientific papers were all invalid just because the people wanted to be published and they'd done all this work yeah. and they wanted to make it, you know, so they they uh basically but you know what the problem is with that too? Results. Like people are like, how can that happen in science? It's like, well, when you tell people that they have to publish in order to get anything else, guess what? Mm -hmm. Their goal becomes publication, not not doing good work, not right. doing what you're interested in. Yeah, and that's the problem. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's crazy. So, I don't know. Anything else you want to say about The Matrix? About The Matrix? I mean, I think... Just watch the first movie. The other ones weren't good. Yeah, don't watch the other ones. If you're going to watch The Matrix, they're terrible. <laughs> the first one covers all you need to know. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's the question you should ask. If you're really worried about being in a simulation, ask yourself, does it matter? And what is the difference of valuing that mm -hmm. over this? Why do I even value the real more than the fabricated when I spend so much time in the fabricated anyway? You know, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So, there you have it. Are we living in a matrix? I think we all know the answer. Uh, if yeah. you enjoyed it, <laughs> if you're in sure the, like end, the episode, you know, yeah, it. exactly. Yep. Uh, this is the Existential Stoic podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. I'll see you later, Danny. Later, Randy. <laughs>